Hello all, this is Vasan and with me are Ramakrishnan and Anand. Welcome to this third episode of the ICC 2023 World Cup Series from the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels team. In the first two episodes of the series, we covered six different teams, including four of the subcontinent teams, besides the Proteas and the Dutch. In this episode, we will be talking about the two teams that played out a wonderfully close final at Lords on July 14, 2019. The events of that last half an hour are still referenced on many forums and perhaps led many to practice the art of diving into the crease with the bat angled to deflect the ball to some untenated boundary. England are the defending champions of both ICC white ball competitions and are favourites to repeat at least on paper. Will that happen or will they be run out at the non-striker end? Time will tell. The other team we will be talking about today are the Black Caps who were the losing finalists in the last two ODI World Cups. Over to Ram to take us through the team that has only one New Zealand. And it's it's quite amazing that, you know, the riches have dried up to such an extent that they're left with just the one New Zealander. Curiosity compelled me to sort of look at uh, the England squad. And with the exception of Stokes, who was born in England, and David Milan, technically born in England, but grew up and was brought up in, in South Africa, pretty much everyone else is, you know, British-born. So so that's something it's that is... Stoke, Stokes was born in New Zealand, right? Stokes was born in New Zealand. Milan was born in England, but raised in South Africa. The rest of the people pretty much were all born and raised. One more person who spent his entire childhood in Zimbabwe. Was that current? Yes, Did he somehow I had the impression that by then he had completely transitioned to England. But he was born in England. Uh, that I checked. Correct. But he did play his cricket in England. But there are little pictures of him sitting on a roller with some Zimbabwe players. The kid, the two brothers, that is. Absolutely. And of course, I mean, I think you know, a special mention must be made of uh, Adil Rashid, who of course was born and raised in England, but his family hails from Mirpur in Kashmir. I mean, and you can call it Pakistan-occupied Kashmir, you can call it Azad Kashmir, depending on how you look at it. But one such Kashmir. That was pretty much the only uh, other thing that I found. Anyway. No, uh, actually, I'll add one more name to that. Moin Ali is also a Mirpuri. Yes, that's right. Both of them. His and, family also has uh, roots. Correct. And there's a third one who's also a Mirpuri. His name is Rehan Ahmed. He's not in this Rayana was not in the squad, correct. Anyway, if it's England, we must discuss where they were born. Otherwise, it's not complete. Let's jump into the into the squad itself. The, the guy who was at the receiving end of the Munkard in that famous game has been made the captain, you know, Joss Butler. His pedigree in limited overs is actually quite unquestionable. He's already like a legend of the game. I mean, in the Lord's Test, Virat Kohli famously sledged him that way, right? He basically said something like, Joss, this is red ball cricket. This is not white ball cricket. You're not a legend of this game or words to that effect. When during that 55 overs of hell situation. But anyway, there's no, no two thoughts about where Joss is in terms of status in the white ball game. Only one guy in this, in, in their possible first 11 actually does not bat. And that guy is Reese Topley, who averages six in ODIs. The other pure bowler, bowlers actually, Mark Wood, I mean, he averages nine in one day's. But he has a test 50. Then there is this other guy, Adil Rashid, we briefly mentioned. Uh, Crick Info actually classifies him as a bowler, 
and i think i should protest i mean we have to lodge a formal protest somewhere uh, with cricket for for you know uh, tagging this guy as a bowler considering he has two test 50s highest of 69 in a one day game uh, and for good measure he has a st- career strike rate of 98 in one days um, and these three chaps are going to be there a 9 10 and 11 this was a point that i wanted to make as to who their 9 10 11 are which basically means that you know they are not the team that is going to be forced to field a lesser bowler at number 8 in order to help their batting like this other team that we talk about all the time is called ashwin a lesser bowler <laughs> you are assuming ashwin will play uh, ashwin will be part of the 15 he has earned the right to be dropped <laughs> <laughs> but before we proceed with england adil rashid i believe has 10 first class hundreds oh that too i did not look up his first class record but we all know in the 1983 world cup there was a team where their number 9 had 14 first class hundreds yes. their number 10 had 12 first class hundreds their number 9 had 22 first class hundreds that team won the tournament yeah that, number 9 so was it was it madanlal 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 8 was roger benny and kirmani kirmani who also had uh, 12 first know, class hundreds two hundreds. hundreds that's a travesty kirmani at 10 that is a quick uh, word on the bowling team from an england perspective on to the batting right butler and malan at the top root brook besto stokes 3 4 5 6 livingston as number 7 sort of like this whole final over specialist finisher whatever you want to call him and then they have a choice between picking either kutti karan kutti sam or moin ali depending on the pitch that they choose to play on depending on whether they want to bowl the extra spinner or whether they want to bowl the extra pacer and that's pretty much looking like their first 11 as far as i'm concerned i think they will pick sam karan above a wokes you know who who's you know record on the subcontinent is a little suspect I mean, he would be great in England, but that's why I'm thinking they'll pick Karan instead. So all in all, this is a solid, solid team. In terms of lead up into the tournament, again, uh, I mean, they've been in good form. In the last, I mean, if you take rec- their record from the first of Jan 2022, which I looked up, you know, 24 games played, 12-1, you know, Finnaz average of 1.2. So they've been pretty steady in that sense. I think the only place where they kind of suffered a bit of a setback was when they toured Bangladesh and we all know Bangladesh are invincible at home they beat India as well but outside of that little hiccup they've been doing pretty well in the lead up let's not talk too much about what's going on with the practice games it has been a disaster pump i feel bad for them but that's where they are in terms of the lead up predictions my opinion we finally have a team after that team of australian legends Ponting, Gilly, Edas, Megra, blah blah blah, who may actually go on to sort of almost effortlessly retain that title. I am uh, rating them that high. The team has literally no Achilles heels. Like the Indian team, you could claim that their batters don't bowl, which is kind of true. If you look at it, you know, YJB does not bowl. Brook, I mean, he bowls, but I am not sure he'll bowl at a World Cup. Malan does not bowl. Stokes, unfortunately, will not be able to bowl. Is how I understand it. So they have like a bunch of people who may not bowl, but they do have all the others. I mean, Root is likely to turn up for about seven or eight overs. He'll be the fifth bowler combo alongside Livingston, and then they have the the four 
specialist bowler. So they have a setup very similar to India. They they pack their team with all-rounders. You know, I would argue that none of their all-rounders are in the in that pedigree of Pandya and Jadija, but they all know how to chip in. I mean, like the example of uh, Adil Rashid that we were discussing. So I back them to certainly go all the way. Thoughts? So you you think Rashid, Moyin, Root are the three spinners? Do you think they'll play Moyin and, all games? And Livingston. No. And Livingston. So Moyin is the guy who will swap out between, he'll bat at eight and swap out with Sam Curran, depending on whether they need the extra pacer or whether they need the extra spinner. Livingston okay. and Root will bowl and bat. So Livingston, Root, Rashid, the three mm. spinners in a spin-friendly mm. track. Mm. Okay. That's yeah. what I think. I don't think mm. there's a place for Brook in the team. There is no place, I, you think? Wow. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think, first of all, Milan will open with Johnny. Oh, you know, okay. Mm. Yeah. And then they have uh, Root and Stokes in the middle for stability and and reverse sweeps with the front and the back of the bat. Mm. Then you have Joss Butler who can come in at five and he can do whatever he wants. And then there Livingston. I think Karan will play through and through. Karan is an India specialist. You have to remember that. Yes. Okay. And then they have Moin Ali and they have Chris Wokes. Yes. Who batted nine. And then Adil Rashid and Mark Wood. So it's Wood, Wokes, mm-hmm. Karan with the fast stuff, Ali, Rashid, Root, Livingston Root. with the slow stuff and Stokes may or may not pull in case they really need anything. So you don't have a place for restopping in your starting. I I think they'll play Chris Wokes ahead Wokes of Restopley. But Restopley offers your left arm hustle. Yes. With, and, and there's also David Willey, right? They also they have David Willey. Yeah, we could fit so, him. Yeah, he can bat as well. So And if they want to go a raw pace, there's this Gus Atkinson. Yes, that's right. That's I so can good. see anybody in that 15 playing. They have a seriously good team. So I concur with you. They, they are probably the favourites to repeat. The lead up, well... The lead-up doesn't count. They've been playing games with their second 11. They were very casual about the way they handled their ODI games before that. So all the numbers are of no consequence. Anand, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, on paper, they do look like the best team to win. Their batting will definitely, provided the pitches are flat and are solid, I think they will rule. Nobody is going to get anywhere near, you know, close to them. No team. Uh, no matter what their bowling is, if the pitches are flat, England is going to win that game. Right. If the pitch is slow, if the pitch starts to turn, we have seen the English batters struggle. We have seen Bairstow struggle. We have seen Butler struggle. I think that, ironically, is the one place where I think Brooke might actually come good, but I mean, his last IPL was was a flop show. Mm. Maybe he, even he cannot. I think the English batters are great when the ball is true and the ball comes on. It's a flat wicket. If they are presented with uh, slow t- tracks, I'm not sure they have the batting to deal with it. And I'm not even sure if they have the bowling to deal with it. I don't know how good Adil Rashid is in India. I think he hasn't played much. But Moin Ali, I think the league is ready for him. I mean, we have seen enough of him in the IPL. So Ali would be sorted. Uh, I think Root will be sorted out. So this is the interesting question I have with the England team. I mean, we have discussed this notion of, you know, the four fielders restriction 
outside the 30 yards uh, circle plus the two new balls we have theorized that there is no opportunity for part-time bowlers like what would would the uv be as successful would viru be as successful would sachin be as successful under these yeah. new rules perhaps not like ashwin is not successful under these new rules right ashwin can't take wickets i mean <clears throat> middle overs yes he'll go under six and over but he's not going to take wickets root and livingston are they sufficient i don't know maybe they are in england i don't know if they are good enough in india so yeah i mean i think england will definitely make it to the playoffs they will win five out of nine but i do have a feeling that given slow tracks they are going to surprise us in a negative way in a negative way mm. yeah as in they are going to struggle interesting like yeah butler struggled if you look at butler even in the ipl there are games where he can't put back to ball if there is anything the pitch is slow i mean you look at his ipl history you know when the when the pitch is not true he struggles brook struggled right i mean we saw barrow did struggle in in fact one of the reasons why i felt very strongly that butler would be the one called on to open was because of his ipl record i mean is yeah. i mean whenever he's been good he's been good at the top correct correct I, I mean i mean he even had a purple cap right a couple of years ago i mean he, was, yeah. he made some four or five hundreds yeah yeah but what better number five than butler Actually, i mean think about yeah. that that to red wasn't called it right if root and stow stokes are your slow batters you have to stabilize <laughs> <Exactly>. yeah slower <laughs> batters who are striking at 100 and then you have like if they can bat till 35 36 overs and then you know you have butler and livingston and the rest coming into the party in the last 10 overs i mean these guys can go at it they can score 100 runs in that last 10 overs yeah easily yeah. easily yeah. even even if they are 5 6 down yeah right so yeah my unknown is if the pitch is slow the pitch starts to turn i mean yeah it's kind of unfair to compare the test team to the odi team but we've seen them crumble in chepak the test team we've seen the crumble in i don't know something gets to them maybe it's all mental we don't know i mean that's the thing but if the icc manages to have pitches that are true and you know relatively flat mm-hmm. they're going to win you know they will win enough to get to the semi finals so a couple of things why the test should not be compared the white ball games is in test the fielders are all in the driver was yeah. the wickets in white ball cricket you've got a fielder out there at deep point there is no four when you open the face of the bat so it's a different ball game my take on england though is root will bat very well in india very comfortable ben stokes has come in with a big 182 the highest scored by an englishman in an odi So these guys have the firepower they may not have a class in but joe root is right up there when it comes to playing spin absolutely yeah. and yeah. i looked at their venues vankade bengaluru dharamsala ahmedabad these are all 400 runs yeah yeah <laughs> totally there are two games in ahmedabad they have a game in vankade one in dharamsala one in chinnaswami one in the eden gardens pune we don't know so the only tough games are lucknow against us which i think right was a very smartly scheduled that attempt. is super smartly scheduled yeah. yeah and the other one in delhi against afghan spinners that's what i think are the 
interesting scenarios with these guys so i can't believe that like a, a jaisha led administration would have come up with something as sharp as scheduling india england at lucknow yeah it's called serendipity very smart <laughs> they use the strategy of serendipity to achieve this yeah adil rashid bowls at an economy rate of 5.67 for mm. his 184 wickets over 126 games which is mm. fairly respectable whenever you talk about adil rashid i remember that leg break to kl rahul at yes. the oval in 2018 this yeah. one was such a nasty delivery it almost pitched in the neighboring postal court and came back and took this guy's off stump out he was yeah. past 100 no that was the same game in which he made 100 yeah 140 and oval yeah just him and pant were beginning to bat as if the gabba would have happened at the oval that day <laughs> indeed for ram's question yeah i think they are comparable to the australian team i'm not sure if they are the 2003 australian team or the 2007 australian team or the 99 australian team if it was in england i would say 2003 2007 australian team but in india i think yeah. they are more of the 99 australian team they will still win no, I mean, but they but they are going to hustle their way in a couple of games yeah i mean they absolutely have their handicaps and if if teams really stepped up you know they could find it i hope india does in that lucknow game but yeah, yeah. yeah you're right more 99 with some flaws here some flaws there rather than this you can't touch these guys form that they displayed in 2003 or 7 yeah so i know the warm up games have to be taken with more than a pinch of salt but there is one pattern that is very interesting the game against bangladesh they were in a bit of strife with i think five or six wickets down chasing a tricky 180 in 33 overs finished it comfortably they only lost six wickets <laughs> finished the game in 24 overs so it's not like they would struggle to close out games when wickets are falling interestingly enough i think england plays all formats the same way now so <laughs> pretty much <laughs> you know may actually work out yeah with different players though yeah that's yeah. true that's the this good. one's what joss baller so that's england i guess with that we go on to their opponents for the tournament opener at the narendra modi stadium in motera the new zealanders the runners up in the 2019 edition also the beaten finalists in the 2015 world cup which pretty much finished in exactly three balls the moment michel stark McCallum. took out mccallum yeah. the new zealanders have always punched above their weight in icc tournaments no matter what format So in comparison to the 2019 team they added more all-rounders set up in view of pure batters what i noticed is they shared some pure batters and they added the 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 rachin ravindras the mark chapman the glen phillips all of these guys bowl a little bit uh, yeah ahead of the finn allens as an example ahead of the henry nichols okay. and darrell mitchell comes in for de grand home which is a like for like swap if you will slightly better batter actually overall i think they have done a smart set of selections they are going to start the tournament short handed captain kane will not be playing the first game and it is very unlikely that southy is going to play the first game either right the first two games are against england and netherlands 
you beat england it's a bonus you don't beat them it's not the end of the world because the chances of getting into the playoffs are not necessarily through england correct the second game is netherlands who at most are going to be a banana peel so missing kane missing southy for the first two games is not the end of the world for them correct the other interesting thing is the way Rachin Ravindra and Mark Chapman have grown over the years. Very understated, but both of them have become better and better and better with bat and ball. And then the two CSK men, Devan is there. Yes, and Santner. And Santner is there. These guys are very well versed in playing in India. Cool heads. They've learned from the best. When you throw in the Williamson, Latham, Bolt, Southie quartet, it becomes a very effective squad. My playing 11 for the first game. assuming williamson and southy are out are william opening with devon conway latham at 3 probably behind the stumps as well mitchell chapman phillips rachin ravindra santner locky matt henry and trent bolt correct and should those two veterans come back william and locky ferguson will give way to accommodate kane and southy lead up been a bit of a struggle the performances in bangladesh must have given them a lot of encouragement though they managed to beat bangladesh in an odi series 2 nothing that doesn't happen so easily bangladesh is not the not a kind of team to play their second 11 for uh, odi matches at home given the nature of their fans so i think that was a very effective lead up to the tournament new zealand won one semi final two finals in the last three odi world cups two semi finals one final in the last three t20 world cups and one wtc championship out of the last two wtc tournaments you're talking about a very very good icc tournament record over the last 10 some years looking at the struggles of the pakistan team i think the new zealanders might just make it as the fourth semi finalist ahead of the south africans and the pakistanis to join the other three likely semi finalists thoughts they battle eight they have santner coming in at eight for good lucky ferguson can also bat a bit i've seen bolt hit they almost as good as england with the batting and in my opinion a better bowling side than england i actually think they are a better version of south africa in that looks like they have two extra batsmen with as nearly as good a bowling attack as south africa and they are almost as good as england without the negatives of england and they actually seem better to me than even australia whose leading spinner seems to be maxwell right honestly yeah, i think this yeah. yeah they have zampa true zampa and maxwell right if if you're going to trust maxwell bowl 10 overs Yeah, he's going to set tough one, right? The more I think about it, I'm actually less certain of the Australian team than I am of the New Zealand <laughs> These team. These guys, <laughs> and I think New Zealand has a equal or better chance than Australia to make it to the to make it to the playoffs and the semi-finals this time. And we should talk about New Zealand's fielding. Uh, is there a better fielding side than New Zealand in this World Cup? Probably. The I mean, South I'm Africans thinking, are close, but. Yeah, I think these yeah, guys are extremely yeah, yeah. good. I mean, Glenn yeah, Phillips. these guys. Are... Yeah, Glenn Phillips. It's kind of unfair. I mean, you stick him in the outfield, and you know he's running like a rabbit. He just covers so much ground. I think that is their edge. I think their fielding is going to be their edge. I haven't seen enough South Africans. I mean, by reputation, they are good fielding side. I haven't seen them field. I've seen the New Zealanders field. One What? should one should mention that Devon Conway and Glenn Phillips were both born in South Africa, <laughs> so they could. <laughs> Fit both your descriptions. 
ന്യൂസിലാൻഡ് ഫെമിലിയാരിറ്റി they will have as much of an edge as the home team itself would all of them play so so that is the other thing that yeah. we may we may not be paying attention to but this is an advantage they are not traveling as much as the others because they are playing two in dharamsala which <coughs> means flat wicket hit through the line which they can well do and two games in chinnaswami so on the playing 11 i have this feeling that they'll find a spot for ish sodi as that specialist spin option perhaps you know by cutting out the the batter who bowls at number 8 it could be ravindra perhaps ravindra also bowls some left arm spin i think like the other ravindra that's the only change i could think of i mean ish sodi has a wonderful t20 record he is like one of the like like literally legend of the game category but not quite there with odis but the fact that he is a specialist spinner leggy at that which is you know none of the others offer i get the feeling they will start him at least in the initial 11 and see where it goes so i mean that's the only problem. change i could think of from where where, where you have a start. little problem i know where, where you i i was also thinking the same thing but they have a little problem because south is not there the batting has become weaker yes because ferguson henry and bolt are not really they there can't in the bat, bat. Yeah, yeah yeah so if south right. was there then they would be more comfortable benching ravindra for getting ish sodi in now they have ramindra at 7 and santner at 8 yeah which makes it a little weak is, so they is saudi so, expected to recover i thought they are carrying him only for the first few games right he is supposed to recover right he is supposed to recover he is part of the 15 so in that sense i mean they they have him as part of the 15 because they expect him to play at some stage right and they're basically yeah. willing to punt and hedge that they live without him for the first few games which actually brings me to my second question how much will they miss saudi are either of matt henry or locky ferguson good enough backups i think locky has been reasonable in ipl right what about henry i kind of remember seeing him bowl bolt is going to deliver yeah bolt yeah. is uh, uh, class apart matt henry left a gaping hole in our batting lineup in that semi final The two of those three guys in the beginning. 45 minutes of bad cricket was delivered by Matt Henry. <laughs> Matt Henry. Yeah, that is right. You're right. Matt Henry is pure bowler. He's not as good as Bolt. That's why we don't see him much in the IPL world. Bolt is, he's a legend, right? Yeah, definitely. So to me, Southie will come in for Ferguson. The thing about Southie is, he's actually already bowling. Apparently, his uh, thumb is a little scarred and tender. and the plan is for both kane and southy to appear from game 3 on the other question i want to ask back to your 11 uh, wasant is will they really play those three fast bowlers henry locky and bolt which would be akin to our fellows playing shami siraj and bumrah right that is the same exact problem or would they prefer to go with just two of these three fit in sodi and utilize uh, darrell mitchell for any pace bowling 
options that they need to fill Very up your gaps here. Very good point. I actually completely forgot about Darren Mitchell as a bowler, and he bowls a fair amount. It's not just here actually. and yeah, there. Yeah. So yeah, that's a possibility that they may not play Henry then. They'll play Lockie because of the pace. Darren Mitchell does not have bad uh, career figures in ODIs. 29 games, 13 wickets, but an average of 20 and an economy of under 6. No, I I I had completely forgotten about his bowling skills. But they don't have other alternatives in the 11 because with Southy unfit. Mm, yeah. The other guys who uh, I did not name were Southy and Williamson, the other two are Ish Sodi and Jimmy Nisham. Jimmy Nisham, yeah. Jimmy Nisham, Nisham is, he is in the 15. He is. Yeah. I mean, he has this annoying habit of showing up at the unlikeliest places and uh, Yeah. He he's the poor man's Stokes. David Miller. Oh, David Miller. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's the poor man's David Miller. <laughs> he almost won them a World Cup. Yeah, he time. did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Like you, Vasant, they are to me a possible semi-final contender. They certainly have the team. Yeah, just need uh, Saudi to be fit so that they can check off all the boxes, which I think will happen at the business end of the tournament, anyways. As much as they want India to win this World Cup. I honestly don't mind a South Africa versus New Zealand finals. <laughs> that yeah, that would be nice. But there's one thing to say about the two teams that we reviewed today. Do not underestimate their spinners. They have some good bowlers there. Rashid is a very good bowler. Mohin Ali does pick wickets. I think he had a fiver in Chennai the Test match. Yeah, and he's guess, like that Shahrukh Thakur. I mean, nobody understands how he picks wickets. Yeah. No, there's one guy wearing yellow who wears number 7 who understands exactly when to give him the ball. Uh, the, yeah, but you need special management to get that kind of performance. That is true. Does every team in this World Cup except India have a proper leg spinner? India has Kuldeep. Not a leg spinner. No, he's an off-field, yeah. right? He's a okay, off-field. Yeah, he's a wrist spinner, let me say that. Okay. But good question. New Zealand has uh, Rashid. New Zealand has Sodhi. ट्रेडिशनल And who's there in Sri Lanka? No one, no leggies. Tikshana, uh, no. Dushan Hemanta has been recorded as a leggy. I have not seen him bowl. Okay, he's some all-rounder guy. Hmm. I think made it because of all these injuries. I mean, Asaranga would have been there. He would have lost out. We've talked about the finalists of the 2019 World Cup. Before we record and publish the next episode, some of the first-round matches would have been played. Let's go and take a look at who we think are going to win these games. The first one, the opener in Ahmedabad, England versus New Zealand. My prediction is England will prevail. My Are prediction we... is England will prevail as well. I I think New Zealand. I think I, I kind of explain why. Yeah. Uh, I actually mm-hmm. think New Zealand is on par with uh, uh, England and better than Australia. The heart says New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> depends on uh, how they show up is absolutely yeah. new zealand i mean yeah i, <laughs> yeah, I think that. it's i i, I, I <laughs> think it's true. new zealand yeah i think it's new zealand <laughs> yeah and yeah. Uh, vijay who's not here uh, did register his preference or his on prediction to be new zealand or as well 
is split down the middle on this one. Yeah, uh, this, let's see who has the bragging rights after game one. The next game is at the Uppal Stadium in Hyderabad. It's Pakistan playing the Netherlands. Prediction-wise, uh, both Vijay and myself have gone with Pakistan. Not much to discuss there. Yeah, at least Pakistan. My yeah. Pakistan. Yeah. So, Pakistan. Uh, yep. Then we go on to Dharamsala for the first day game of the tournament. Afghanistan is playing Bangladesh. I am predicting Bangladesh for the game. So is Vijay, who is not here. I think, I think Bangladesh as well uh, for Dharamshala. Why didn't they play day-night there? Does it get too cold in Dharamshala this time of the year already? Good hmm. question. I don't, know. Uh, I, I don't know, but they are playing some day-night games. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, what... if it gets really cold, then maybe Afghanistan will win. <laughs> right. In Dharamsala, of the five games, there are three day hmm. In fact, there are only five day-nighters. One of them is in Lucknow. Only uh, day One of games. them is uh, day games, sorry, not day-nighters. Five day games. So there are three in Dharamsala, one in Pune and one in Lucknow. And uh, I think there is one in Ahmedabad also, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Is Duke going to be a big deal for day-night games this time of the year? We don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> the Duke is a problem we know in April and in May. We don't know whether it's a problem in October and November. It's normally rain, which is a problem. Then we go to Delhi, South Africa, Sri Lanka. Yeah, uh, we are all in spite of the cricket being yeah. supporting the spinners a little bit more, I don't think the Sri Lankan team can hold up to South Africa. My vote is for South Africa. Yeah, same here. Same here. Same here. Yep, and Vijay also has voted South Africa. And then we come to the piece de resistance of the first round. On the 8th, Sunday, day-nighter at M.H. Chidambaram Stadium at Chepok. India versus Australia. May I remember everyone that the last time we played there, Adam Zampa bowled Australia to a win over us. But this is a World Cup. I'm expecting India to win this game. I think the way the, the practice series between the two of them lined up, I felt like... India certainly has the edge over Australia. And and some of the, I mean, we'll talk about Australia some more when we record next. But yeah, some of the things that even Anand's just pointed out. I mean, the Australians just kind of looked a little tired to me. So I think that'll help India. And that they should slip through. Since it's Chennai and India versus Australia, do the unlimited super overs rule apply for uh, preliminary games and initial games as well? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Every game. So no, no ties. Yeah. No ties anywhere. No ties. ties are not on. Okay. Okay. They could literally play unlimited super overs. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, unless there are some extraordinary circumstances, I don't know what can be extraordinary. But like a Mahus, Eastner, uh, Wimbledon fourth <laughs> round game. <laughs> <laughs> they go on and on and on. <laughs> Who do you think are going to be the key players for India in the first game? My prediction is Virat Kohli is going to bring the game home for us. Shubman Gill for me. Hardik Pandya for me. Hmm. It so. might end up to be one tall, wily off-spinner, but that's a different story. 
if he plays yeah he plays <laughs> but i think uh, we should do this when we talk about india but harbhajan made this really interesting point about why ashwin should play every game and not kuldeep for a change to see he he thought this through and said yeah, actually and uh, what, what was this point if you, if you didn't hear what he said he said look we've got to play our best bowlers our best fast bowlers are shami siraj bumrah Bumra. as the three fast bowlers and ashwin and jadeja as the spinners he doesn't want uh, kuldeep in the fray ahead of any of these because that will weaken the batting and he doesn't want obviously shardul to play because he wants the three best fast bowlers to play i'm like okay makes a lot of sense i, I mean he makes was able to overcome a ton of uh, bias to actually suggest that ashwin should play so yeah although one one could argue based on the current odi form kuldeep is there is our best spinner Yeah, yeah, they will absolutely play Kuldeep. I don't think there are any two thoughts there. Yeah. yeah. The only and question is if they're going to play two seamers. In Chennai, I think they're going to play the three spinners. For sure. And they'll play two seamers plus Hardik Pandya. Yeah. Correct. So that's not a problem. I think this so question bu- only arises when they go to non-spin environments. Yeah. So uh, Bumrah, Bumrah, Bumra, Siraj. Yeah. Yeah. Bumrah, Siraj will start. What's the question of the episode? Who was India's leading wicket uh, taker in the 2014-15 World Cup? The 2014-15 World Cup, if you remember, it was uh, Mitchell Stark and uh, Bolt who shared the uh, maximum number mm-hmm. of wickets. I think they both had 22. Uh, but who was India's leading wicket taker? Mohamed Shami. Umesh Yadav. Umesh Yadav. Umesh Yadav had 18 wickets and I think Shami was just behind them. Yes, who had 13 wickets? Uh, Ashwin. Who was the next highest? Ashwin. No. No idea. Nope. He featured prominently on May 29th this year. Again, no. Mohit Sharma. Oh, IPL final. Mohit Sharma picked up 13 wickets. He was a late replacement for Ishant Sharma who was misfiring. Correct. and mohit actually bowled very well in the entire tournament yeah. uh, he stepped up mm. yeah absolutely yep we always end up having one of these wild card last moment selections who end up surprising the same thing happened with munaf patel in 2011 mm-hmm. yeah ashwin also got 13 wickets let's see yeah. looks like yeah he did ashwin uh, also yeah. ended up with 13 that is fairly impressive i mean four bowlers you know getting so many wickets that was a very good tournament for us we won yeah. Yeah. every game very comfortably till, till we got to the semi till we got to the same final the only game where we were in a bit of bother was against west indies mm. we needed 60 runs with six wickets down and then dhoni and ashwin batted slowly and steadily to take us to a win that was mm-hmm. test match batting but otherwise every game was an easy win and of course rohit sharma's waistline also played a part in this <laughs> correct in the final i still believe that it was like 5 minutes of mitchell johnson the guy smashed some 30 runs and some 10 balls in the end their score went to 328 instead of the yeah, 290 mm. we had actually yeah. pulled them back after that 100 by smith and 81 by finch correct but then johnson came back to get kohli and there so if that had not happened the form in which kohli was yeah. he would have run home with that game that's our reminiscence uh, for the day i guess 
Our final preview episode will feature the hosts, India and the five-time champions, Australia. Tune in to see if the Indians do have the wood over the Aussies or the recent home series was just a mirage. Thank you for listening in and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels podcast. Our hosts for today were Anand Kumar Shankaran, Ramakrishnan Jiyayar and Vasant Kumar. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.